There is a structure in marketing known as the four powers of mass motivation. One, what's in it for me? Example, how do I make out in this deal? Two, quick and easy. Example, microwave dinners, lose 10 pounds in 10 minutes. Three, curiosity. Example, find the 37 mistakes in this picture. Four, news. Example, the greatest discovery in baking since baker's yeast. A great marketing offer will incorporate all four of these concepts in the headline of the offer. God's marketing, marketing offer to man is truly the greatest of all time. One, what's in it for me? A life full of forgiveness, goodness, purpose, and hope capped off with eternal life in Christ Jesus. Two, quick and easy. Salvation is not joining a church or attending a set of classes, but it takes place instantly when an individual believes upon Jesus Christ, repents of sin, and follows the Lord of glory. Three, curiosity. What could be more curious than being born into the house of God and personally knowing the creator of the universe and learning marvelous supernatural truths? Four, news. The news that you have become a child of the Almighty God, the God whose angels now encamp about you. Are you ready to respond to the marketing offer of all time? Are you ready to be born again? Are you ready to have all your sin and shame expunged from your record? God said, man said, has good news. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Isaiah chapter 57, verse 19 through 21. I create the fruit of the lips, peace, peace to him that is far off, and to him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal him. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, uh, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. God said, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Man said, the Bible is for the uneducated and the easily led. These Christians go to church and check their brains at the door. Now the record. If God created all that you see with his words, for the scriptures declare that we were literally spoken into existence, then words should have a dramatic effect on our lives, and they do. We are a compilation of words. When scientists began to understand DNA, they discovered that it functioned with a four-letter alphabet, giving life's building instructions and what is uncannily similar to sentences, paragraphs, and chapters. Words are everything. On God said, man said, we have written concerning this life-changing understanding on numerous occasions. At the end of this feature, we will list a sampling of them. I cannot exaggerate the importance of visiting these subjects. They will fill your life with life and life more abundantly. This feature will highlight some of the latest gospel-confirming findings on the subject of words. The following paragraphs are being lifted from a God Said, Man Said feature titled, Nocebo, Placebo, and You. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
Much of God's Word deals with thought and principles of developing and controlling them. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought must be brought into alignment with Jesus Christ. When thoughts are brought into subjection to God's Word, abundant and dynamic life is the product, even to where God describes it like unto the days of heaven upon the earth. That's in Deuteronomy 11.21. Once an individual enters the miracle of the new birth, God gives power to transform the mind's thoughts. This process is akin to a blood transfusion. We replace the bad carnal thoughts with God's thoughts. This procedure is called the renewing of the mind, putting on the mind of Christ. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans chapter 13, verse 14, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. We are directed to control our thoughts. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Thoughts affect our lives in a dramatic fashion. For example, Jesus equates an adulterous thought with the actual deed of adultery, Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. God places such heavy weight on thoughts simply because, as God says of man, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thoughts are silent words that become deeds in speech. The Bible says God spoke us into existence with words from that which is invisible, and that the power of death and life are in the tongue. Words are serious business. Words affect our overall well-being, and controlling them is critical. Thousands of years before it began to be abundantly clear that thoughts were pivotal to health and peace and purpose, God said it was so, and he said it over and over again with great emphasis. It is just another point that the creator of all things also knows all. You, of course, have heard of the placebo effect. Basically, the placebo effect is the ability of the mind to think oneself better. Many clinical measurements have been made over the years concerning this phenomenon. In these studies, people were treated for a particular ailment. Part of the group was treated with the appropriate medication, while the others were given a placebo, often a harmless sugar pill. After the trial, the results of both groups were measured. The improvement rate of those taking the harmless sugar pill ranked in at about 1 out of 3, or 33%, and the improvement number of the placebo group is sometimes greater than the improvement percentage turned in by the group actually with the appropriate medication. Just recently, a study was conducted on an actual operation procedure. The placebo operation actually turned in a higher improvement percentage than the medically recommended procedure. 
It also was noted that the placebo benefits skyrockets when the doctor promotes the fake placebo cures, uh, uh, excuse me, the cures benefits with words. Remember, the Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart. As you should suppose, there is an opposite to the placebo effect, and it is called the nocebo effect which is basically the physically negative things that take place in one's body simply as a result of thinking on the wrong words. The following excerpt concerning the nocebo effect is from an article written by Stacy Colino titled Mind Over Medicine, it reads, In an experiment at the State University of New York Downstate Medical Center in Brooklyn, people with asthma were giving inhalers that contained a harmless saline mist, but were told that they were inhaling a mist that contained irritants. Nearly half of the subjects experienced airway inflammation, a major symptom of asthma, and several actually suffered a full-blown asthma attack. It was classic illustration of the nocebo effect at work. You may already be comfortable with the general notion that your moods and thoughts affect your physical health, you get sick to your stomach when you're under pressure at work, for example. Nocebo's flip side, the placebo effect, is another form of this mind-body connection. That's the tendency people have to feel better after they receive a treatment, even if it has zero therapeutic value, simply because they think the treatment will work. But in the more specific form of the nocebo effect, the cause is a particular thought or belief, not something vague like stress or a, a bad mood. In one experiment, 13 teenagers were told they were being rubbed on the arm with a plant similar to poison ivy. The leaves were in fact harmless, but all of the kids had some reaction, itching, redness, blisters. Their specific belief that the plant was poisonous actually caused them to break out in rashes. Doubters, incessant moaners, and other type of pessimists, according to Dr. Brennan, and uh, Charmetsky in their book, Feeling Good is Good for You, should be avoided like any kind of contagious problem because pessimism is a psychologically contagious disease. In God's system of mind control, these mindsets are commanded against, as quoted earlier, and yes, they are of nocebo kin. The way you think is the way you are. The following ex excerpt was taken from an article written by health writer Anna Rufus in the feature titled Nick's Negative Thinking. It reads, looking at the bright side may also lead to a longer life. Researchers at the Mayo Clinic gathered the results of a personality test taken 30 years ago. When they followed up with 839 test takers, they found that those who were pessimists had a 19% increased risk of death. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 23 and 24, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. The power and effect of words is all-encompassing. The following paragraph is from Science News, March 14, 2009, and it reads, Think positive. People who attended a few sessions on how to focus on positive words or images had at least four months of freedom from, from anxiety disorders. End of quote. 
An estimated 6.8 million Americans suffer with generalized anxiety disorder, which involves constant, exaggerated worries about impending disasters regarding health, money, or other issues. According to Science News, about 15 million have been diagnosed with social anxiety disorder. This disorder is characterized by debilitating dread of everyday social situations and a fear of being watched and judged by others. The following paragraph found on sciencenews.org under the header, Don't Worry, Get Attention Training, demonstrates that word and image therapy are at least as effective as psychotherapy and drugs. It reads, In these studies both published in the February Journal of Abnormal Psychology, attention training alleviated anxiety disorders just as effectively as cognitive behavioral psychotherapy and anti-anxiety medication had in earlier investigations. Yet attention training requires minimal professional supervision, causes no side effects, and could be completed over the Internet. Science has now arrived at the conclusion that the words are consequential and a whole lot more consequential than could be ever imagined. God said, Proverbs 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. God said, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Man said the Bible is for the uneducated and easily led. These Christians go to church and check their brains at the door. Now you have the record.